You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today we have Lisa Graham, who is the owner of Renew and Live and founder of Diabetes You Can Win. Lisa, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Katie. Um, all right, Lisa, so give us a little bit of background about you as a nurse. Uh, what kind of nurse are you? So I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse over, uh, coming up on 27 years, of course, dating myself there. Uh, and I've worked in various um, areas, of course, of nursing, starting my career in cardiac, um, then, of course, moving on to home health and fusion therapy, um, on to labor and delivery. And then I found my home, of course, in diabetes education. Um, and so th- you've spent, what, what did you do in diabetes education? So um, diabetes is, as I said, is what I do currently. And um, of course, educating people on how to manage their diabetes, preventing diabetes. I was um, prior to, uh, of course, um, stepping away. I was coordinator of um, a major hospital's diabetes and nutrition education department uh, where I ran three locations and managed inpatient and outpatient diabetes education. Okay. And what did you love about it? Um, I was that nurse, you know, you have various, uh, of course, types of nurses and task oriented and, you know, uh, of course, the ones that, um, you know, are just loving and hugging on their patients all the time. And so I was that nurse. I wasn't task oriented. I was very concerned about their emotional well-being and their ability to make sure that they were having connections with family and so on and so forth. Um, so um, diabetes just worked for me because it was about talking to people. That's what I did all day is I just talked to people. And so, um, and, and really being able to see um, being able to make a change, of course, in someone's life. A lot of times when working on the floor, we see the immediate, um, you know, of course, that treatment of that individual, but then we don't see what happens afterwards. And with diabetes education, I was able to really kind of see what I did and how I helped them help truly to improve their lives. Okay. Um, and this is the part I, I love because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of nurses have a passion for diabetes or CHF or whatever it is. Mine was neuro. I loved my neuro patients and stuff. But I mean, how do you go from, yeah, I really love this to, I think I'll open a business? Well, <clears throat> as we can see, like I said, being in nursing for, for so, so long, um, you know, there, there's been a shift in how we deliver, of course, care. And as when I came out uh, many moons, uh, of course, ago, uh, it was very patient focused. And I see that, as I said, there's a shift. The, the patient is not at the center, I feel personally, of care. And <clears throat> with diabetes, I found some of the same things happening there. Um, oftentimes, as I say, that we, we kind of sit back and wait for people to come to us. And what I found is I wanted to get out, of course, to, um, to people. And, you know, with my institution kind of talking a little bit about that and, and how we can make some changes. And it just came evident that that wasn't, um, of course, their focus or their vision. And I really wanted to make diabetes education more accessible, of course, to people, l- really looking at it on their terms. Okay. Um, 
but I mean, did you just kind of wake up one day and say, you know, I think I'll start a business and <laughs> take this on the road or what, how did that happen? <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, I'm sure some people probably do, but it was something that was brewing for a while. And I think, you know, of course, as, as you, as you know, um, stepping away from, I get this check every single week to, I don't know where, of course, the money is coming from, uh, would kind of sometimes put you on pause. But um, so it was something probably maybe five years prior to me actually making that leap that I was thinking about it, kind of working behind the scenes, um, kind of putting fillers out, of course, in my community um, before I actually, uh, of course, made that leap. And even when I made the leap, it was still more of a push um, because some of the things that were going on um, as I started to build the business outside, it just got to the point where I couldn't do both anymore. So I was really trying to hold on to that because you know, your fears you, when you jump out as an entrepreneur, I don't know if this is going to work. So if I've got my foot in the door over here, I'm going to be okay with making that leap. But it got to the point, um, and, and, and I'd like to say too, I'm a very spiritual person. And so I wasn't being, um, of course, obedient to what was told to me in regards to, hey, you don't need to be here anymore. Um, and I remember a conversation with my husband, because I was saying to him, oh my gosh, you know, what I'm doing on the outside is kind of, you know, getting to be, of course, you know, a lot quicker and a lot more than I thought it would be. And I told him, I said, oh my gosh, they're going to say, um, you're supposed to give us this much time and you're not giving the time. And I said, I don't have the time to give. And so um, he said, I said, so I'm, I just don't know what to do. And my husband said to me, he said, well, there's not a problem. He said, you just have a problem of letting go. And that was really a revelation to me that, you know, we had something that was, of course, growing here, the fear of if I let this go and it doesn't work, where am I going to, of course, be? So I, at that point, I, you know, I put, you know, wrote my resignation and I remember turning it in and I got in my car and I said, you know, again, like I said, I'm spiritual. And I just said, you know, Father, I'm, I'm here. I'm out here. What, what, what's going to happen now? So, so again, it wasn't just waking up. It took about five years to, uh, of course, get there and say, yes, go ahead. And we're going to, you know, it just kind of kicked me out the kick me out the door. <laughs> oh, I, lo I love that story because it, it's so true because we you do come to a point where you can try and do it all, but then you just kind of stink at everything, right? Like you yeah. don't do anything well and everybody's <laughs> mad at you. And I've, I've had this situation where people were like really mad at me for not doing this or that. And I'm like, I just, you know, I felt like I was running on a hamster wheel and I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to do everything, but it's all about letting go and, and letting something go. So um, yeah. do you regret that at all or? I don't, um, I don't regret it. I don't regret it because I think with stepping into that space, really feeling the freedom um, and really having the opportunity to do it the way that I felt that it needed, of course, to be uh, done. Now, by any means, you know, that has not been easy, but um, I had really gotten to the point too, because it was just, just, just not feeling good, of course, going to that particular, because I knew that I was supposed to be doing something else. And, and I often felt I wasn't giving the, of course, the patients what, you know, truly what they needed and the attention that they needed. And as nurses, you know, we just, you know, we ultimately just care, of course, about our, our patients along with just being advocates. So no, no, I don't regret it. It's, yeah, been, a, it's been a, you know, 
a great ride. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a journey. Um, and that yeah. was one of the things too. So I, you know, I think nurses, as nurses, we tend to take on jobs and we never like go of any jobs. So it's like, yeah. we end up with three, <laughs> four or five jobs. And, you know, I started shedding some yeah. jobs as I was moving on. But there was this one job that was bringing in, um, you know, a nice paycheck. Yeah. Um, every two weeks and I had a hard time but I would go to this job and as soon as I stepped in the building I would get mad and you know I finally realized that I was mad because as long as I was working there I could never feel like I was you know doing it on my own or you know that yeah. I was you know ready to blossom and stuff so as long as I was Absolutely. there it's always being kind of held back so I yeah. finally let it go and the interesting thing is is that I didn't end up missing that money all that much I mean you, you have to scale mm -hmm. back and you know yeah. you have to but all the things that I was spending that money on I didn't really need anyway right so yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. there so it was yeah. part of the income and then that kind of stuff um all right now so you have two separate businesses tell me why you have two businesses well when I stepped away uh of course from the job I started uh, renew and live um LLC and really the thought of course was stepping away um, telehealth, of course, has become huge now with the pandemic. Um, that was something I wanted to kind of dive a little bit more, of course, into. And it was really thinking about bringing diabetes education to physician groups, to community centers where, because a lot of times in the hospital is like, well, what time are you open? I can't get here. I can't get off work. I can't. And the other side of that, of course, was the telehealth piece and trying to um, kind of grow that a little bit more. But, you know, this was 20 2016 kind of the beginning of 26 so it still wasn't there yet and we we're still of course debating what we can do and can't do of course in telehealth and 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 really a lot of people when i would ask them i said well we can meet of course over you know or and a lot of them chose to of course meet in person so um i initially the the focus of that was like i said bringing education to where people were so <clears throat> that it wasn't, it didn't have to be such a, a struggle. The other thing was bringing it to in their time. So looking at programming after work, looking at programming, of course, on the weekend, just making diabetes education more, uh, of course, accessible. Okay, and so you work with the, the patients directly or how do you work with them? Yeah, so I work with patients, of course, directly. Um, you know, organizations will contract me to come in to deliver, of course, diabetes education to their um, to their patients, um, and then also individuals. So someone may find me, of course, in a Google search, um, and I'll work with those individuals. Um, also working with um, health departments here uh, in my um, state as well to deliver diabetes education. Okay, and how did you get hooked up with them? How did you get hooked up with these organiza organizations that would contract with you at the health department? That seems really kind of daunting to find somebody yeah. to talk to in there. <laughs> well, you know, I think as um, as you come out with this, you know, this is this is not um, entrepreneurship is not something for, uh, of course, the and I don't like the the the. It's not an easy job. Yeah. Um, and you have to knock on a lot of doors. You have to make sure that you're, you know, people know who you are. So I've always been, even when I was working, of course, for the institution, I was very active in my community. So I was active with the various diabetes organizations, of course, in the community. I served, uh, um, of course, leadership roles in my professional organization, as well as some of these uh, organizations. So that gave me a great start in regards to making connections. So a lot of things that I have um, 
been introduced to, it's another colleague has said, hey, Lisa is doing this. And, you know, why don't you, you know, kind of reach out to her. Now, again, like any job, once you get there, you got to sell yourself and, and what you can do. Um, but a lot of these connections came through the various community um, um, and, you know, organizations. And then, like I said, just other colleagues. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I really just kind of want to emphasize that because I, I get a lot of nurses that will put a business together. And I think they think people just kind of show up on their doorstep. And I'm like, no, oh, no, no, the marketing is, that's the oh, piece yes. that you're oh, always yes. constantly going to be doing. And exactly. if you don't have the connections right now, you have to be willing to go out and make them. And Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a huge, huge part of it. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so what is the other business that you have and, and why did you start that? Well, after I, I started, and, and as I stated earlier, I worked with a lot of the nonprofit organizations, of course, in my state, um, delivering or, or supporting uh, those with diabetes. But as I started, uh, of course, my journey on the for-profit side, it was probably mid in that journey that it was something, you know, I was placed on my heart to say, we've got to do something for these underserved and of course, uninsured individuals. And, you know, I was like, we can't do that right now. I'm trying to really work on getting this. And so it was probably about a year later. And, you know, I had other people saying, well, why do you, you can just team up with these people and you can just team up with those people. And um, one of the things that I do know is that when you're trying to affect change, it's, it's kind of hard to come into someone else's organization and say, hey, we need to do it this way. Um, but what I found a lot of times with some of the organizations is that this needed to be a grassroots effort. We need to be on the ground in the communities. And so many of the organizations <clears throat> are pulling out of the, of the communities. So really being able to start an organization that was clinically focused, because also a lot of those programs, you know, they are, you know, sometimes dealing with late individuals that they've been to a course and kind of give an overview in regards to um, looking at, you know, exercise, eating healthy. But I really wanted to create a program where we came in clinicians that could actually write individual plans for those in regards to nutrition, as well as we could talk about medication management. Um, the layperson can't talk about, you know, the various medications that these individuals are on. And so creating a more comprehensive kind of program in that, um, in that space. And that's what led me to creating the you know, the nonprofit diabetes you can win because I truly feel like we're losing this fight with diabetes. Um, and I've been in this arena for about 17 years and the numbers continue to rise. And I do believe it's those, you know, it's that population, that underserved population that we're not connecting with to really help to change these numbers. So how does, um, how does diabetes you can win? How does that get funded? Well, we have been, um, you know, some of the funding, of course, comes from Renew and Live. Um, we've had people, uh, of course, you know, that have given donations. A lot of times that we have been a part of some grant funding. Um, the work that I do with some of the other organizations, of course, some of their grant funding has been um, applied there. Um, it's not, of course, as funded as I would, of course, like for it to, you know, of course, to be. Um, but that's something that really want to work more towards in this year. But a lot of the things that we do, because 
it doesn't require a lot. There's not a lot of money that goes into, and I've been really blessed to have great people that have just come alongside. I've got great interns, you know, of course, these future leaders that are coming up that have come into the program and helped with our social media, um, with, you know, newsletters, a lot of things that we do in the community. Of course, prior to um, the COVID, of course, we were in the community, I think in 2019, we did over 60 events where we were there providing free blood glucose, free blood pressure of screenings, free education. Um, a lot of times I utilize the um, students that are in the school, they'll come out and help do the blood pressure and blood, you know, nursing students, pharmacy students. Um, so it's really um, been, of course, um, being very creative in regards to, <laughs> to help getting those needs met, uh, of course, in the, in the community. And, and of course, people have been very, very appreciative, uh, of course, of what, you know, what we've done. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of a, a nonprofit, um, do you find that um, it's easier to kind of sell the services of a nonprofit than a for-profit? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and why do you think absolutely. that is? Because your both services are doing good stuff, but you know, yes, yes. something psychological. Just, yeah, and I think that you know probably. It is, I just think that, you know, the whole thought, well, one thing I just want to come and say, which you have to be very careful. One of the things in healthcare and as healthcare providers, there's, there's a notion that everything we do needs to be for free or everything that we can do for free. But I always tell people, I said, I love what I do and I would do it if you didn't pay me, but sometimes we need a check to keep the lights on. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so with that, but I think through the nonprofit um, to, um, there are some benefits, of course, for, you know, organizations and things working with nonprofit, you know, in the, when you look at the public health arena and, and they're really looking to partner, of course, with organizations, um, and that's very huge there. So I think that's where we kind of lend, you know, where the, um, the support, of course, comes in. I think the mission, of course, of the nonprofit, where we are focusing on those communities, and that sometimes, you know, is attractive, of course, to people. Um, so um, I, I think that that would kind of, like I said, kind of lends where, you know, definitely, of course, more support there as opposed to the the for-profit. And, you know, sometimes people think too, that when you think of nonprofit, that there's not supposed to be profit, but there's, you know, as we know, there's million dollar companies, you know, organizations out here that are nonprofit. Um, that's not necessarily my focus, but I just want to say that because some people think that that's what it's supposed to be, but yes, there can be profits that come from a nonprofit. Right, right. Like people, you can actually pay people in the nonprofit. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and then you know, so in terms of um, you know, like fundraising and stuff, because that is it's a lot of work uh, to mm -hmm. make these connections and fundraising. What is kind of your strategy for finding people to to connect with? Well, I think that, you know, going back to, um, and, and that's something, like I said, that, you know, I really want to um, ramp up more. But when, one of the things that I have been successful with is, of course, that social media aspect. 
Um, also, like I said, with the organizations that I am involved with, you know, letting them know what we're doing, because I think it's important for people to see, of course, what you're doing. Um, so connecting there, um, a lot of times I am involved in various um, uh, chambers and, like I said, business organizations, uh, being able to kind of share that, share that message there. Um, my organization is a 5013C, so what that means is, of course, that people do get, uh, of course, tax benefits uh, from supporting that, so making sure that people um, know that, of course, as well, um, but that's, that's, that's difficult, and, and with this year that we've just come off of, um, I really made a, an, um, a decision, and that was something that I had to um, kind of you know, again, just coming to me, like I, like I said, I'm very spiritual and there were so many people hurting um, and not that the diabetes people are not, of course, but um, I really didn't do a lot of the push for the fundraising this year because I really felt that I really wanted those funds to go to, of course, individuals with these food banks and, and different, if, if people had a choice, that's where their uh, funding could go. Um, we do some other things that are not, that are not, you know, tied to monetary directly. So some of our Amazon things and things with um, other stores that we kind of ask people to support that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just like anything else. You've got to get out there. You've got to talk to people. You've got to let people know what the mission is. We're very, I'm very big in posting what we're doing all the time, of course, on all the social media outlets. Um, so that when, you know, when we start asking and, you know, making that ask, people can kind of see what they're contributing to, of course, in the community. Right. Um, I also see on your website, you have these easy, healthy recipes for diabetes, but they don't look like bad. They look good. Like this looks like something yes. I'd want to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about those. I, I had some interns that have come and worked with me and they put those together. Um, they are, um, are actually vegetarian. So a lot of those are vegetarian, of course, recipes. Um, and they put those together. And, and like you said, very easy, of course, quick uh, recipes. Um, and, and just kind of because a lot of times that people think that, you, you know, with diabetes, I can't eat all of these things or I never ever can have this, but but we want to be able to to let people know that, you know, they can still enjoy food. Right. And I think that's kind of the problem with uh, diabetes, like cookbooks and stuff are out there, or even like yes. in the hospital when you ordered the diabetic diet and you would see this like tray come up that looks really yes. sorry. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd just rather not eat than eat that, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, these absolutely. recipes, look, these look great. Um, yes, yes. Put this in a cookbook or something. Yes, I, I will have to share that with them. Like I said, I just have awesome, you know, awesome people that have just joined on um to the cause and and they were like hey we want to do this and i'm like that sounds awesome so uh really excited about those yeah that that is awesome thank um, you so i also see in your um your for-profit um it sounds weird to say that for some reason yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway you have an accreditation program so you, you yes. set that up with the um, american association with of diabetes educators was that difficult yes. or was that um yes you know it's it's a process you know in any certification as you probably remember back in the, the you know in the hospital of all of the paperwork and different things of course that 
needs to go in there. Um, it's it's one of the things when we look at, you know, it kind of puts a stamp of, a, you know, approval, of course, on your program. Um, so it, it took a little while, of course, kind of coming to the point and getting that all together. And, and you've got to have those yearly, of course, check-ins. And, you know, so they're kind of monitoring, of course, what you do. And I felt that that was important. Um, the institution that I came from, you know, I, I was in the process, you know, I was um, basically um, work to make sure that that program was accredited, of course, every year. And so uh, with coming into my program, I thought that that would, of course, be um, important. Um, and it also gives us the ability to, there's certain billing codes and things that you cannot use unless you have that accreditation. So um, so again, you know, it probably doesn't mean much to, to most people, <laughs> but it is something that says that, you know, this has been something that someone else has looked at, they validated, and that it is, of course, a good, you know, a, a good program. Okay. Um, and, you know, what's kind of like on the horizon for 2021 for you? Um, <laughs> I think like anybody, we're, we're looking for, for better days. Um, you know, number one, I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here and, and, and definitely, um, you know, heart is heavy for the people that we lost, of course, over this uh, past year. Um, it was difficult uh, because a lot of the work that we did, of course, was in person. Um, so making that transition, um, of course, to trying to do things virtually, trying to um, get online. A lot of uh, our patient base was uh, seniors. So that's been very, very difficult, of course, for them. Um, so <clears throat> with kind of some things, you know, a lot of the contracts are in place, but again, the ability not to be able to deliver that. So we, we, we are thinking, of course, with this 2021, um, you know, vaccine, different things coming that, that is going to get better. I won't say hopefully will get better. Um, and what we really want to do is really just increase our outreach because um, the um, CMS, uh, of course, or Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, still looks at diabetes education in regards to the utilization of it. Only 5%, of course, of really used and and actually get referred to diabetes education. So we really want to work um, professional organizations like the CDC, um, my professional organization, um, mm -hmm. diabetes care and education specialists are really looking at uh, pushing, I won't say pushing or promoting and connecting with physicians and providers to really get you know, their um, patients, of course, into diabetes education. So we want to be a part of that on our end in our world um, and really, you know, kind of getting that message out to physicians, really trying to push more to um, patients to let them know that this is something we can do something about. Um, diabetes, of course, you know, so many lives are lost, complications and things that just don't have to happen. So really, you know, like I said, ramping up again, it's a new year to really kind of push this message, of course, into the communities, um, you know, then on both sides with the, like I said, with the physician groups to refer their patients. I get so many calls from patients that say, oh, they told me to Google it. I just found, and I, it, it blows my mind that a doctor's office said, Google it. They have no idea, you know, of course, where, but I mean, it's time and time again, 
or they didn't have it. One lady said to me, you know, of course, well, they just told me to get an old Weight Watchers diet and follow it. So they have no direction. Um, so really connecting, of course, um, even more to try to get um, the message of, you know, the diabetes education can truly change lives. Yeah, and that, that used to drive me nuts in in the hospital. Yeah. And we would say something like, okay, well, you need to lose 100 pounds or you need to do lifestyle changes, which was always a, yeah. a big one. And I'm like, what does yeah. that mean? Like, where would I even yeah. start with that? I can't even like change my diet, let alone my whole lifestyle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know where to start. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah I, I think companies like yours are so, so needed. And this is what's going to yeah. change healthcare. Like what we're yeah. doing in the hospital and, and clinics and stuff. We're just like, they're on the hand hamster wheel. We need people yes. like you um, to mm -hmm. just look and say, you know, stop. Like we need to yeah. rethink this and, and define it and come up with some better treatment plan because what we're doing is not working, which is evidenced by what you said earlier, like all these people, yes. like the situation is getting worse. It's not getting better. Yes. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, this is amazing. Uh, Lisa, where can, oh, you know what? Um, you had mentioned something about a podcast too. Did you want to talk about that? Yes. yes. Um, one of the things, so again, congratulations on what you do. Um, <laughs> this kind of came to me early, of course, uh, last year, and I really wanted a, a, a podcast that focused on uh, of course, the individual. Um, so it kind of, you know, the idea came to, you know, to my mind, I think everything, like I said, I'm, I'm spiritual. So everything's given to me to give and to help, of course, people. Um, but the, the podcast is called Diabetes Have You Heard? And that came from um, the thought that my patients, every time they're in the class, they're like, have you heard about this? You know, since they told me about this, did you hear this? Did you hear, you know, so so what I wanted to do is really focus on, like I said, that individual patients, and they would be the focus, of course, of the, they are the focus of the podcast, and, and coming in and sharing their stories. Because oftentimes when I stand in front of a class, I said, I'm here as the expert, but you all are living with this disease or looking at trying to prevent this disease. So the information that you have and what you can share, of course, with it is vital because you figured out a way to get around, you know, controlling the numbers or getting those numbers down and people need to hear that. So I always encourage them that I might be the educator, the instructor, but I want to hear from you. So being interactive. So what the podcast will do is really highlight different individuals coming on and telling their stories, great stories, ad stories, how I got over stories, all of those different things. And I truly, you know, I haven't, I don't know all podcasts that are out there. I haven't seen anything that's completely focused on that. Um, not that I won't, you know, kind of throw some other things in there, tidbits of information, but I don't want it to be, you know, this professional person coming and telling it because we've had that. We know that. But how are these people living with this every day? I often tell them, I said, you come to the doctor, you know, once or twice a year, but you're with yourself 365 days. So I want to hear those stories. And that's what it will be about telling those stories. And hopefully with their stories, they will be able to change, of course, someone's life. Right, right, right. Because when you do go to the healthcare provider, there's also a, a factor, a shame factor, like, you know, yes. oh, your numbers are up, like, obviously, yes. you, you know, but, yes. you know, being able yes. to yes. connect with other patients and say, well, you know, my numbers are up because this had like I had this stress and this happened and that. Yes. And like, yes. just being able yes. to cope with, um, you know, the various things that come up in life, I think, are, are a big part of that, too. So hearing exactly. other people's stories will, will definitely help. And I think that will be an amazing podcast. So yes. now you're committed yes. to 
to doing it you. because you, you I know, mentioned I it. Put it out there. <laughs> I put it out there and that, that's one of the things that's kind of like this kind of push it it's in the airwaves you know you've got to to go with it so um so yes definitely and I'll make sure that I send you some information as soon as we if we get that of course up and running like I said we've got the name we've got the equipment we've got everything it's just you know it's another thing it's it's stepping out there it's, it's doing it so um that that's been my nerves more so than anything else yeah. um you know just getting out there and doing it well, I mean, for a woman who's put together these two businesses, this should be <laughs> this should be the easy part for you. But yeah, we all we yes. all have something. Um, all right, yes. Lisa. So tell everybody where they can find you, how they can get more information, how to connect with you. Yes, yes, yes. So um, we have, like I said, you know, with the nonprofit Diabetes You Can Win um, dot org or Renew and Live at Renew and Live uh, dot com. Um, we're also on all the social media, uh, of course, channels, uh, Facebook, um, as well as um, and, and finding us, of course, in the same uh, with the same name there um, on the Instagram on Instagram um, at um, underscore diabetes. You can, of course, D, D Y diabetes. You can win, uh, of course, there. Uh, but we're on all of, like I said, the, the platforms and we're doing a lot of things on IG from the diabetes page in regards to encouraging people um, to live a, a healthy life. And on Facebook, we've got support groups and things, of course, that are going there, too. So definitely, of course, like I said, go into the websites and, and you can find out more information. And, and I want to thank you, of course, so much as well for for having me and just continued success with what you're you're doing. Of course, you know, I always say nurses rock. Yeah, There's nothing like, of course, with, with uh, of course, with nursing. Uh, we we are the backbone, and like I said, everybody's important. But I always say that the hospitals that couldn't, you know, work without the nurses. So, so again, I, I love what I do. I love this profession, and, and I thank you so much for what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you, Lisa. This was this was really great. Yes, thank you. Have a great one.